Amen. Stand. Thank you. Down from his glory, the great creator became my savior, and all God's fullness dwelleth in him. And that's why we're here tonight, isn't it? Because God himself intervened in human history. He came to stand in the gap for us so that we might have the forgiveness of sin and might have eternal life. Before we observe the Lord's Supper, which remembers the mission for which he came. Yes, he was born in Bethlehem. We celebrate that tonight. But he came so that he might eventually go to a cross bearing our sins to die in our place. And then rise from the dead, conquering sin and death and hell so that we might have eternal life. And so tonight we put together the whole story that he was born in Bethlehem for the purpose of eventually being the great sacrifice for our sin, to be our Savior, to be our risen Lord. And I hope that he is your Lord and Savior tonight. Look at Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2 for just a moment. We find the account of the birth of Jesus. Let me read the first 14 verses. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, every one to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Luke 2.11, There is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. One of the things people talk about at this time of the year is how expensive everything is, how much everything costs, whether that be Christmas presents or food, and I think we could probably all agree it is quite expensive, isn't it? But do you, do you know that the first Christmas was very expensive too? It was very costly. Christmas is costly. The fact that Jesus came, the real meaning of Christmas, is the most costly thing you can possibly imagine. 
And I thought we'd take just a few moments to think about Christmas being too costly. Christmas is too costly. We'll start right there. It really is too costly. And by that I mean the perfect one, the sinless one, God himself, the Holy One, came into this world for me, for you. Do we deserve that? Are we worthy of that? We could never be worthy of that. Not, not one of us, not a million of us, not a billion of us could be worthy or worth Jesus coming into this world. But he did anyway. It was such a great cost. We're, we're sinners, all of us, every one of us. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We can't even imagine what it's like to not be a sinner. And so when you think of God himself, perfectly holy, was willing to step into this sinful world and take on human flesh and live in the midst of all of this sin and then to take all of that sin in his own body. And the Bible says when he died on the cross, he who knew no sin became sin for us. Can you imagine anything more costly? That is how God loves you and me. He was not willing to hold anything back out of his love for you. So when you think about what it means for you to give your life to Jesus, just think about what it meant for Jesus to give his life for you. The cost, the expense of that. Now, the other side of that is, I don't know how you feel about yourself. There are a lot of people in this world that don't feel like they matter and they don't feel like their life is really worth anything. That could not be further from the truth. You matter so much and God values you so highly that he was willing to pay that great cost to come to save you from sin. So that you could be forgiven. So that you could have eternal life. Christmas is too costly. And that's why we celebrate it. Because the love of God is that, that great, that amazing. That he paid that great cost for us. The announcement came. Born to you this day in the city of David. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. He came to save you and me from sin. So that we might have life everlasting. And then Christmas is too costly for you to not give your life to Christ. To not receive this great gift that he has provided. It's too costly for you to just be ho-hum about it. Or to just walk away from it. Or to pretend like it didn't happen. Christmas is too costly for that. And every year, we, we must be confronted with this high and amazing cost that God paid. And it should cause us to want to say, Lord, I lay my life before you. Whatever you want, I give my life to you. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior and Lord, I hope you'll do that tonight. That you'll receive his grace and mercy and just say, Lord, I thank you for coming for me. I ask you to forgive my sin. Come into my life. I lay my life before you. He will hear that prayer of faith. 
Christmas is too costly for you to not receive the greatest gift ever given, the most expensive gift ever paid for. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave, he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the great gift. And it's yours for the receiving. He's paid for it. He's provided it. That's why he came. Christmas is too costly for us to not be filled with joy when we realize how much God loves us and what he's done for us as we celebrate the birth of our Savior. I hope your heart is filled with a joy, a peace that passes all understanding because God lives in your life through Jesus Christ. He wants you to be filled with that joy and with that peace. Luke 2.10 The angel said to them, do not be afraid. Are you afraid tonight? Is there anything you're afraid of? God is bigger than anything that you face. With with God, nothing is impossible. And that refrain has been repeated again and again. From God to you and me, fear not. Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. God wants your life to be filled with joy tonight. And it can be. No matter what you are facing in life, in the midst of it all, you can have a peace and a strength and a confidence in God, within, because of the joy and the hope that He can give. And then, Christmas is too costly for us not to share the good news. How how can we be quiet about it? How can we not talk about it? How can we not live it in our lives? It's too costly. It's too valuable. It's too expensive for us to not share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that he came. And he came for you and me and every person. It will be, it's to all people. God is no respecter of persons. It doesn't matter what race or what gender or what background. God loves every person. He's given his life. Jesus came for every person. The good news that a Savior has come was shared on that first Christmas night. And it didn't go to the powerful. The news went to the shepherds in the field. The common, the poor the powerless. Well, the gospel is for everybody, but it really is for everybody. Because before God, we're all, the, we're all equal. The, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. And so no one has to be afraid to come to Jesus. Christmas is too costly not to share the good news. So they made that trip and they went to see Jesus. And they were never the same again. And I hope you will never get over coming into a relationship with Jesus Christ. We we should never get over it. We should always want to share it and live it before others. There was an elementary class that had a holiday program. They rose to sing the song Christmas Love. 
It was a surprising title in a commercialized Christmas world of today. The kids were aglow. They were wearing fuzzy mittens and red sweaters and bright snow caps on their heads. Those in the front row, center stage, they were supposed to hold up large letters one by one to spell out the title of the song, Christmas Love. As the class would sing, C is for Christmas, a child would hold up the letter C. And then H is for happy, and on and on until each child was holding up his portion that had presented a letter to complete the message, Christmas love. The performance was going smoothly until suddenly she did it. A small, quiet little girl, kind of like Cindy Lou Who in the, in the uh, what's it called, Grinch Stole Christmas. She was in the front row. She was holding the letter M. And when it was her turn, she held the letter up proudly, beaming from ear to ear, but she had the letter upside down, totally unaware that her M was a W. The audience of first through sixth graders snickered at the mistake, but she had no idea they were laughing at her, so she stood tall, proudly holding her W. Many teachers tried to shush the children. The laughter continued until the last letter was raised, and then they all saw it together. A hush came over the audience. The eyes all began to widen, and in that instant, they all understood the reason they were there, why they celebrated Christmas in the first place, even in the chaos and the mistake of that Christmas program, because when the last letter was held high, the message read loud and clear, Christ was love. Christmas. Christ was love. And you know what? He still is love. And that's why he came, because he loves you. The Christ of Christmas is God who loves you and me. Christmas is too costly for you not to receive the love of Jesus. Would you pray with me? We thank you, Lord, that you came. Thank you for coming and giving this greatest gift of all, yourself, to pay for our sin that we might have eternal life. And Lord, now as we observe the Lord's Supper that you gave us, we do so to remember why you came, that you came to literally lay down your life for us, to give your body, to give your blood that we might be cleansed and forgiven, that we might have everlasting life. So bless each one now. Bless us together as we put our focus upon you and the gift that you came to pay for. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask our deacons to come and help now as we observe the Lord's Supper. As they're coming, let me just say, if you are not a member of Cornerstone, we invite you to partake with us in the observance of this Lord's Supper. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you've received His love and given your life to Him, you're a part of God's family, and we want you to partake with us tonight. We begin with the bread.
Because Jesus, when he was born, he took on flesh, didn't he? God became a man. Perfectly God, perfectly man in the same person. And that body, that body he was willing to sacrifice because all of our sin was laid upon him. And when he died on the cross, it was to pay for your sin and mine. So let's pray together as we prepare to take the bread. Lord, we thank you that you came into this world. We celebrate your birth tonight and tomorrow. And Lord, help us to be grateful for it every day. And we thank you now as we partake of this bread. We remember what you did for us. That you not only came, but your body. You were willing to go to the cross and your body was nailed to that cross. Bearing our sins. So we partake now with grateful hearts. And we pray you'll bless this remembrance in the life of every person here. And Lord, help us to draw closer to you. In the name of Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen.